Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Ummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, best in new inventory. Great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee and a great service department. And they need more people in their service department. Entry-level experienced technicians. They have quick lane, car light truck service, heavy truck service, body, frame and alignment, towing departments. Now, you might be somebody that's experienced. You might be somebody that's an entry-level technician looking for that very first job. Somebody looking for a career change. They really want to hear from you. You can stop by in person. You can apply online at sunburymotors.com. Or give Todd a call at 286-7746 at Sunbury Motors. Billy's lost a tough one today. The Reds beat them one nothing, Scoring in the bottom of the ninth inning. To win it. On a day where the Phillies had five hits, the Reds had six. And of course, it was the ninth inning um, that got him. Almora walked. Then Lopez with two outs, then singled, and Barrero won it with the base hit. So that was the story today, and the Phillies lost. Cubs Nationals 2 2 top of the seventh. Twins lead the Royals 4 0 top of the seventh. Jays and Orioles just underway top of the first and scoreless. So that's the story there. LeBron, by the way, gets a two year, $97.1 million extension with the Lakers. Signed it today. Oh, my almighty! Chris Mack today, 335, and Dan Baker at 406. Tomorrow, Dave Revson on the show. Looking forward to that. And also, Dennis Dodd is going to be on the show. Kind of a heavyweight deal coming up. Yankees have scored nine runs in seven games. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. They've now lost five consecutive series. We now go to the depression desk. Starting to head that way. Yeah. Listen, I expected them to cool down a little bit out of the All-Star break. But I didn't expect this. 
And as I said yesterday, I don't know if this team can even win a playoff series right now, let alone go deep into October, November. It's it's becoming pretty astonishing to me how I, I get there's injuries, on especially on the offensive side right now, but it's just astonishing to me that they were so good, so hot for the most part, even though they had some tendencies here and there, runners in scoring position, relying on the home runs, etc. But this is like a total 180. And the bullpen is getting worrisome, which I kind of thought in the back of my head how much steam are the, are they gonna how much steam are they gonna run out of when the offense was a little slow on some nights when they were winning earlier in the season. So it, it, yeah, I I'm almost speechless at this point. It's a long year, and they got away with a few things early. They were not blowing teams out, contrary to popular belief. 52% of their runs happen to be on home runs. Guess what they're not doing right now? Hitting home runs. Yep. Big problem. Then they got hit with injuries. Um... And that's a huge problem, getting hit with injuries. And that is – and I want to get into that with football here in a moment because it's the same story. It's the same story. And when you sit there and you look at it, um, it now they lost Green, they lost another reliever, Stanton's been out. Donaldson is in a deep slump. I mean, he was getting booed last night. They didn't. They don't seem to like him too much. A lot of booing last night. Well, when you say stupid things earlier in the year and then you don't back it up with good play, which he's been inconsistent all year to begin with, now he's got this. It's yeah, they pretty were much well deserved. But they were they were booing everybody last night. Well, it's deserved for everybody, but especially Josh Donaldson. Because he's really wow. not been that great this year. Well, I'll tell you, there's nothing like the, being booed. It's such a great motivator. Don't you think? But if you understand your fan base, you understand the frustration... You ignore it, you block the noise, and you get better at what you do. If you That's listen not, to the no, booze no, and you say, no, Oh, I'm not motivated by that, well then what kind of what kind of how mentally tough are you 
in moments when you ha- when you have to face adversity. I'm what does that What does that tell me as a as a player? Let me ask you, you something. How me- how mentally tough is your fan base? I don't need to be mentally tough as a fan. Oh, you don't? No, oh, I'm the paying customer. Oh, I see. So if I don't like what I'm seeing, I'm going to boo you. It's that simple. That doesn't motivate anybody. I'm not looking for motivation. I'm just telling you, I I am not pleased with the way you're playing right now. You need to pick it up. Yeah, but you, to be honest with you, they're not playing that differently. Okay? They're not playing that differently. Okay? Compared to the rest of the season. I've been, te- I've been telling you this for months now. What have I been telling you for months? Offensively, that they, yes, but that, the pitching, that they no. Are, that they are, they are too close to the edge almost all the time. Well, guess what? Right now they're on the opposite side of the edge. This, again, they have not been a team that has been blowing teams out. Everyone acts like they've been this juggernaut that's been blowing people out. They won a bunch of really close games where they didn't score a lot of runs. And what did I mention was going to be the problem? The offense. And Judge isn't hitting right now. That doesn't help. He's not hitting. What is he, one for his last 12 or something like that? One for his last 16? Some number. It's not on him. Other people have to pick it up. He's not going to be able to hit all the time. That's why I admired so much about what the Phillies have done. Well, I admire what the Phillies have done. is It's quite simple. Harper goes out of the lineup. They kept winning. Didn't win today, but they've kept winning. And not only that, hey, all kidding aside, yeah, they've had some wins against the Rays and the and the Jays, but for the most part, when the Yankees have paced a team that's over five hundred, they have not won. It, over and over and over and over, you get like, okay. That's a good team. Didn't beat them. That's a good team. Didn't beat them. That's a good team. Houston can't beat them. Seattle didn't beat them. Now they're not beating them. Tampa Bay, not beating them. Mets got swept. Right? All the better teams, they are not beating. Tell me where I'm wrong. You're not. But let's just keep in mind with the, when it comes to the Phillies. Sure, they, they, they had some success against the Braves. They went toe-to-toe with the Mets. Still lost two out of three, but they went toe-to-toe. They're not playing great teams right now either, and they won't be through the no. rest of the regular season. So but let's they just keep lost, that in the back of our mind. But they lost their MVP, and they're still winning. You haven't, and you're not. Right? Well, they were beating teams earlier in the season. That they should beat when they had guys out of the lineup. They're not now. They're playing better yeah. competition, and that's their a problem. Their MVP is out of the lineup, correct? Yes. And they've been winning, correct? Not against great teams, but yes. Your MVP is playing. Are you winning? No. You're eight and seventeen since the All Star break. I know. Man, that's that's three twenty baseball. Yeah, but again, it's against better competition than what the Phillies are playing right now. It's still a problem. 
Okay. It's a big problem because, again, you get too much production from home runs and don't when you have to get into grinded-out games. The Yankees are not good at grinding. Right? It's all about it's all about how many home runs they can hit. Look, he's on a pace to do it. On a pace to do what? How about on a pace to win some games? NFL Network preseason. Seahawks Steelers the most watched game. Two point one five million. Colts Bills. 1.88. Cowboys, Broncos, 1.66. Chiefs, Bears, 1.41. That's an average of 1.77 million viewers in week one for games that don't count. How about that? Once again, NFL is and will always be king. Baseball's Field of Dreams game in Iowa, 3.1 million viewers. Excellent. Saturday night games, Fox, 2 million. PGA Tours FedEx St. Jude Championship, 2.96 million on NBC. NASCAR Richmond did well, 2.39. WNBA, 329,000. It is amazing. Games that don't count. I noticed the Eagles and Jets didn't make it here. No? Yeah. I think that's the only fan base I think that ever booed somebody in a preseason game. All right. Um, I don't know who he is. I don't like him. Your fans. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6.30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Mm. Out of auto repair. You talk about a no-name lineup. There's no team like this. Love to see some of the service time you add it all up. It's not much. You know, just came from Kansas City seeing all those young kids. That's this is different though. Doesn't it seem different? Did they have a lot of prospects they're playing over there? And, this and serious prospects. Yes. The guys who are gonna be in the big leagues. This is a hodgepodge of nothingness. 
They have one of the lowest payrolls in baseball. Last year they were actually 30th. It's ridiculous. It really is. Pathetic. Former Sox GM Ben Charrington is the Pirates general manager and he has gone about rebuilding their farm system. Yeah, tell me they have a great farm system. Tell me they do. That's what they're doing, I assume. Trying. No good! No good! No good! Hall of Famer and uh, World Series champion Dennis Eckersley. Quote a hodgepodge of nothingness. Joined by Dave O'Brien. That was rather blunt. It's what we've been saying. Now, I probably would have said it after you won the series. I would. <laughs> but if their first chance to go in there, they fill out the lineup card. That's it. Um, and that's the problem they have. And that's the perception of Pirates baseball. Right now, it's a hodgepodge of nothingness. Ooh, I just got the TV ratings in for the Yankees game. Not good. From last night? No. Let's see. Which, um, which game is it? Oops, sorry. Wrong one. It actually was a year ago. Oh. It was the Yankees Yankees A's on Sunday Night Baseball. They were beaten out by the Little League World Series. Uh, people would rather watch little kids than watch your guys who are being booed out of every park in, the, in America. It's funny that it was that way now, and it probably would be that way. It was that way then and probably that way now, too. Well, we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's the international teams are back. So... It sounds like the young man is from Utah is improving. Yes, breathing tube is off. They're encouraged by the MRI that he had. They're still waiting for him to wake up. I've been in touch with his uncle, Spencer Beck. Okay. Prayers, prayers, prayers. And Little League also removed the bunk beds. Everything's now on the floor in the dormitories. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right, well, the Little League World Series uh, is underway today. Holidaysburg plays tomorrow night on ESPN2 at 7 against Pearland, Texas. I believe the Utah team plays Friday. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Oh, I can just imagine what the Twitter feed is going to be like today. Um, when it comes to Penn State football, when Penn State football puts it out. And uh, that's because, and James does this once every preseason, right? Okay. Once every preseason, he does this. So guess what he did today? 
And again, Matt can't guess. Just I, I didn't see this, so I, I don't know. Oh, well, he does this every preseason. He picks a time, especially when they've been busting their backsides, and he cancels practice. He canceled practice today. Oh. Yeah. So, that's all. Well, that explains why why his media availability was moving up and down. I got like three different emails today about that. <laughs> yeah. Now it makes believe sense. Believe me. Believe me, those guys went, I'm sure, went crazy when he did it. They love when, you know. But, it, you know. So. Yeah, so he does it once every preseason he picked today. No, I didn't know what he was going to do today. I thought, my guess was, I thought he might do it tomorrow, but it doesn't matter. I mean, I was trying to guess which day this week he would do it. But, yeah. All right. So let's get to Chris Mack and talk a little bit about the Steelers. They have a quarterback battle going on right now. Actually, in Philadelphia, you should. I mean, I mean for some reason, you guys, you guys think Jalen Hurts is, you know, Patrick Mahomes. All right, but... Uh, no, senor! No, senor! No, senor! Uh... Yeah, but uh, Steelers have a quarterback battle going on right now, and believe me, the Steelers would love to have Jalen Hurts. But that was crazy. Jack was at practice today. He said, "At least I had a chance to listen to the show." <laughs> there you go. Oh, goodness. There's a guy named Jim today. I, I, I had a meeting this morning, and we met at the Waffle Shop. And he comes over, and he, he says, says, you know, I listen every day. I love listening to talk shows, and I, I do a lot of work around Lewistown. I drive. And he listens to the show all the time. So appreciate that very much. Uh, very nice. So. All right, let's get to Chris Mack. Sir, welcome. Great to have you with us. Yep, yep. Having a great time. Living it up. Now recovering. <laughs> was it any good? Oh, it was fantastic. That's it? Fantastic? Uh, yeah. I mean, when one of the greatest heavy metal bands of all time rolls through town, I told Jason this a minute ago, you got to go. So, and PNC Park is actually a great concert venue. I've been to a few there now, and there's not a bad seat in the place. Especially with that view. That's incredible. All yep. right. So let's get to the Steelers. Kenny Pickett's won the job now, obviously. That's, that's pretty much it, right? <laughs> yeah, wrap it all up. It's all done. <laughs> um, no, but, I mean, you know, the numbers don't really lie, right? 13 of 15. I didn't really have to push the ball downfield at all. Um, or, you know, maybe he wasn't asked to. Maybe his receivers downfield weren't open. I've heard that criticism. And I've heard that used to say to explain why the numbers look so good. But I think 
you know, if you just watched it with your eyeballs and didn't know anything about the numbers, I think you saw enough from Pickett, especially the poise, um, to at the very least, you know, jump him ahead of Mason Rudolph on the depth chart. I've been one of the bigger Mason Rudolph fans around here, but, you know, Rudolph actually showed me a little bit more boom or bust mentality in that he was taking chances, trying to put the ball in tight windows where it shouldn't have been put. Probably, by all means, could have had a second touchdown pass, but also could have had an interception or two. So um, that would be enough for me to start running picket with the twos a little bit more and probably give him some reps with the twos in that next preseason game against Jacksonville on Saturday. Mitchell Trubisky, your thoughts? I'm sorry, Steve, you cut out for just a moment. Mitchell Trubisky. Yes, your thoughts on him and what he did. Uh, you know, efficient. Um didn't make any big mistakes. Uh, I think that's what they're going to ask Trubisky to do as the starter. I think as long as he plays like that, they'll probably hold on to the job because I don't think they're going to look to jump Kenny Pickett into the starter's role. I've told you this before. Anytime soon, it will have to be, you know, Trubisky would have to fall on his face, I think, or Pickett to, to take over at some point. And if Trubisky plays like he did on Saturday – throughout the season that'll be enough I think for them to stick by him as long as he manages things and takes it easy and doesn't try to put the game on his shoulders he'll be just fine yeah overall what'd you think of it was there anything out of this that that was even a mild surprise to you how did you view it no I mean it was I'll be honest everything I don't want to say went as expected I, I was somewhat disappointed that it felt like you, you had to check the the participation sheet after the game to see if Devin Bush sure. actually played. Right. Zero tackles. Um, and, you know, ha- half the starting defense was out. You know, they're, they're not playing the T.J. Watts, Cam Haywards, Minka Fitzpatricks of the world uh, probably at all during the preseason. And so um, that it's, I think it's hard to get a good read on where the defense is at. I mean, Mike Tomlin has said he expects them to be dominant. I think – with as much money as they've spent on the defense, as many first-round picks as they have starting on that defense, they should be top five in the league. So um, I don't know when we'll actually get to see that start to pay off, though. It might not be till week one. Any idea on how uh, Mike Tomlin wants to approach game two yet, or is that part of the guessing game? No, I imagine he won't tell us until later in the week during the preseason. He'll usually do the, do the uh, weekly press conference uh, a little later towards game day, probably Thursday, give us an idea of how he's going to uh, dole out quarterback reps. And um, I, I did think that, I, you know, I'll backtrack for just a second. The one thing that did jump out to me just a little bit, Steve, was I, I've been worried about who they have to spell Najee Harris when they do have to spell him as a second running back. Mm-hmm. And Benny Snell didn't play due to injury. But Anthony McFarland Jr., I thought, acquitted himself really well, both in the run game and in the return game as well. And uh, Jalen Warren, the kid out of Oklahoma State, the rookie out of Oklahoma State, I thought looked pretty good, too. Yeah. Uh, okay, so they're at this. George Pickens has been the buzz of camp. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's safe to say. Uh, and the people you have talked with uh, along the way, what have they told you about him and what he could mean to what they want to do offensively? I mean, I, I think he's he, he could be – their number one wide receiver by the end of the season. I mean, you you see that I I think what you saw Saturday night was proof that 
what he's done in practice throughout training camp, he can do in games as well. That catch on the throw from Rudolph was mm-hmm. perfect. I mean, you don't expect, at least I don't, to see many rookies have that kind of awareness and body control and to be able to get both feet down like that. Um, so I, I think by the end of the year, you know, we're, at least my money is on this being an offensive rookie of the year candidate. I mean, it's very early to say that. Um, I'm still curious to see, and a lot of people are asking themselves, you know, can he handle big hits? You know, um, that'll be something to see. Some of the catches he's made during training camp have looked great, but they've been what I've heard called double catches where, you know, if somebody were actually making contact with him at that point in time, he might not secure the ball. So, Um, I think it's a very good start Saturday night was for George Pickens and it built nicely off of camp. If he continues to build off of that, then I think we're in for something special from him this year. And I think, really, you look at the Steelers' offensive skill position players, and all of a sudden, it's not a bad set they have surrounding whoever the quarterback may be. Najee, Pat Fryermuth, obviously, who also didn't play Saturday. And then, you know, they keep Deontay Johnson around for at least a couple more years, which was surprising to me, but they got a great deal. Um, Chase Claypool, I'll be curious to see how they use him. Hopefully not so much what he was doing with Roethlisberger, just running fly routes all day and you know trying to draw interference penalties, but actually working over the middle of the field. And then you mix George Pickens in, and it's, I mean, that's, that's a pretty strong set of skill position players. Yeah, I mean, no, no question about that. Um, when on, the, on the morning show today, what was the talk? I, I can guess what it was, but what was the talk? Well, I'll, full disclosure, I took today off. Oh, because of Metallica. From, from there Metallica. we go. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yes. But, no, I, I still um, still obviously was in tune with what people were talking about this morning. And it's, you know, a lot of it was the quarterback talk. And, you know, the idea that what you saw from Pickett uh, and what you saw from Rudolph was enough to – you know, give Pickett more run with the second team and then see where that goes from there. Again, I don't think Kenny Pickett's going to win the number one quarterback job uh, unless, you know, Trubisky just absolutely falls apart. Trubisky's going to be the starter. Um, But if Pickett can do enough, and again, I think he already has. I don't know if the Steelers' minds he has, but if he can do what he did on Saturday night a couple more times in the preseason, he'll be a solid second-string quarterback that you can trust to go in there and, again, the poise that he showed, you know, he took a couple sacks, but I'd rather a young rookie quarterback take those sacks than chuck the ball up in the middle of the field and on a wing and a prayer and end up giving it away. So um, I, I think already, you know, he's, he's shown enough to be the number two for me and at the very least uh, start to get some reps with that second team. And that'll continue to be what everybody's focusing on Saturday night down in Jacksonville. Chris, if the pattern does continue as you de- as you described it, what then becomes of Mason Rudolph? Trade bait, I would think. I mean, quarterbacks are going to get hurt, whether they're starters or backups. Um, and the trade deadline is not until November 1st. So um, they don't have to race or rush to get something done before – week one um but you know i mean who knows uh, maybe zach wilson's arthroscopic surgery doesn't go so well today and the jets find out he's out more like eight weeks instead of four weeks right. and then all of a sudden they've got to scramble to find a backup uh to, to join their squad i think dallas is an interesting scenario because 
what do they really have behind Dak Prescott? Um, and, you know, Mason Rudolph, known down around those parts from his Big 12 days. I think there's a couple spots that make sense immediately. Um, Atlanta's got a pretty weak crop of quarterbacks, uh, highlighted by Marcus Mariota. Maybe they're not happy with what they see and they decide it's not going to be a tank job this year and they want to have somebody maybe to help bring in a rookie quarterback or bring up a rookie quarterback next year. And Mariota's not their guy. There are spots out there. I think it's going to take some time for it to flesh out to where the Steelers would actually get anything significant. I don't think you're getting more than maybe, say, a fourth-round pick for Rudolph, but if you can flip that and get yourself a fourth-round pick, then by all means, go ahead and do it. How do you feel about the play of the offensive line? Um, I don't think it was – well, can't be worse than last year. Um, yeah. But I also think it wasn't necessarily that much better because – we still saw the quarterbacks scrambling a lot. Now, granted, these are quarterbacks that like to move and make things happen with their legs, but I think in a lot of cases they were forced to, um, and the Steelers were lucky that Trubisky and Pickett can move. Um, so we'll see. It, it it didn't look quite as bad to me as last year, but it did it did still give me some concerns. Yeah. Uh do I dare ask you anything about the Pirates? <laughs> you can if you'd like, I guess. <laughs> they got the second. Just, they got the second worst record in the National League, so they're back. Under, yeah, it, they're back under four hundred again. But over the last ten games, they have the same record as the Yankees. Well, I guess that's damning with faint praise. I suppose I don't know. Um, no, they're both two and eight. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean it's just it, it's. To be honest, Steve, you know how it is in, in Pittsburgh. Uh, once training camp starts, more often than not, baseball season's I mean, over. I and mean, the Red Sox will be there the next three days, tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Does that draw? I mean, the, yes, Yan- the yes, Yankees, that'll, that'll, the Yankees draw. draw. The Yankees draw. You know, when the Mets and the Phillies were in town, especially the Phillies, that drew. Um, you'll still get Cubs and Cardinals fans who maybe haven't been here yet who make the trip again for the ballpark. Um, I'll be curious to see the shape of that ballpark, to be quite honest, because the outfield grass has been covered for the last four days and had three concerts held on it. So, you know, much like people are complaining about Soldier Field and Allegiant Stadium, it might be interesting to see what PNC Park looks like. Yeah, Soldier Field, the NFLPA complained about that, and that was after, what, a couple of Elton John concerts that they had, Mm -hmm. and that field was a wreck. I mean, I've always told people when they talk about Beaver Stadium, I said, you've got to time it in a way here at Beaver Stadium. The reason is, is simple. Concerts wreck fields. Yeah, I mean, I mean they don't intentionally. It's just, but to do it to set it up, they wreck fields. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be, yeah. I'll, I'll be curious to see what PNT looks like. Um, they've got a great grounds crew, but if you hold three concerts, three big concerts on a field in four days, it's it, they could be in for some trouble. Get back to work tomorrow. All right, if you insist. Yes, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> thanks so much. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, Steve. Talk to you soon. Yes, the Yankees did draw very well in Pittsburgh. The two-game series, I mean, I think they were close. to Those are the largest crowds they had all year. Red Sox team withdrew okay last night. Okay. Right? Yankees? No. Yankees came in close to sellouts. All right. We'll take a break. Come back with more in a moment. As we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors.
Again, now comes to the plate. This one blasted high in the air, left field, well hit, and the 9-0 lead is gone. There is absolutely stunned silence right now in this ballpark. You, sir, are my hero. Well, it usually happens when there's nobody in the ballpark. All right, so um, <laughs> how about those rail riders last night? Interesting. As Waldo Cabrera was the one that hit that homer. And now he's getting called up to the big club. Just saw it come through. Maybe he can actually, you know, hit the ball. Along just with Esteban Floreal, who's in the lineup tonight for the Yankees. Just when I was running out of reasons to live, you give me that news. All right. Um, <laughs> unreal. Okay. That's nice. <laughs> oh. All right. We got Dan Baker next half hour. And we're going to talk a little bit in the final half hour about Notre Dame and TV. Because it, it really is interesting that Notre Dame. Now, 2020, Notre Dame's really good. They're playing in the ACC. They had that really big game at home where they beat Clemson. Trevor Lawrence couldn't play. DJ Uyungalele played very well for Clemson in that game, but Notre Dame won it with Ian Booker quarterback and so forth, and they got great ratings for it. Got to the... ACC title game, got into the college football playoff. Last year, the ratings for Notre Dame football dropped 48%. And what's really interesting about Notre Dame on TV is that last year, Notre Dame only had two games with 4 million or more viewers. Conversely, Penn State, as we pointed out before, had six. Okay? You know what's interesting about that? Neither one of the games that Notre Dame had more than 4 million viewers was on NBC. Florida State game and the Wisconsin game were both on the road and not NBC games. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors here on News Radio 1070 WKOK.